Welcome to Drunk on Social, the symposium, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Does all this social media knowledge, strategies, and skills from this podcast really matter if you don't use video? The truth is any presence is better than no presence, but without video, you're really limiting your growth. It's no secret that video is the future of all media. It's where all consumers gravitate, so executing at a higher level than your industry peers is an absolute necessity to create differentiation. You can hire a full-time videographer, but is that really sustainable? The answer is no for many, which is why it is critical that you adopt and learn video skills to allow you to create video that will stand out. Having camera presence, knowing what equipment to use and how to use it, proper lighting, video editing, music and voiceovers, scripting, and many other topics are the reason why Business Video School was created. To teach you how to develop these skills quickly and easily with over-the-top support along the way so that you never feel lost. The Business Video School is a comprehensive video education platform that delivers all of this training, but also creates actual video recipes with instructions and scripts for you to execute relevant content weekly with all of the skills you learn. And it doesn't stop there. Regular video challenges, weekly Q&As, a real estate video roadmap, a community of people learning and experimenting with video, and so much more. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you join the Business Video School today? Go to www.bizvideoschool.com forward slash open dash house and register for the next open house where you'll, you'll learn more and get a chance to hear from current students and even ask them questions. That's bizvideoschool.com. Check it out. Tristan, welcome back, my friend. And today we are here for another episode of The Symposium by Drunk on Social. And uh, you guys got a treat. We're finally not going to just bore you with the two of us. We decided to invite somebody to join us this week. To it's go about deep. time. Yes, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We're going to go deep on a topic that we discussed, I believe, last episode, uh, which was the uh, Google indexing of TikToks and how you can be using this to your advantage and using TikTok to grow oh. your business, et cetera, et cetera. This is, a, this is a really good one, guys, so pay attention. But let's start with an introduction, Tristan, to Austin Armstrong, who, by the way, was a guest on the Lab Code Agents podcast a year ago, almost to the day. It was December 15th, 2020, when that came out. Uh, so go check that one out. That was uh, episode 92, I believe. Uh, so now you're just getting, you're getting an advanced version of Austin, whose team has grown dramatically over the last year, year and a half. So Austin, tell us a little bit about who you are. Your company is called Social T Pro, but give us more than that for anybody who doesn't know you or doesn't know you from TikTok or any of the other platforms. Yeah. Hello, gentlemen. First of all, it's an honor to uh, do anything with you, let alone be back again a year later, uh, a year smarter, a year wiser, lots of failures along the way, but lots of successes as well. Um, I run a full service uh, organic only digital marketing agency. Uh, we really built everything that we had on uh, backbones of SEO search engine optimization. But over the last two and a half years uh, or so, I leveraged TikTok talking about SEO uh, to grow my business. So over the past two and a half years, I have more than tripled my business. 
as Jeffy had mentioned, we, we went from a team of about three or four. We're now a team of 12. Uh, and over the past uh, a year, uh, we started helping other business owners specifically grow their businesses on TikTok as well, leveraging everything from just developing content strategy. So now we have in-house video editors, dedicated social media account managers. So we're all in on becoming a TikTok marketing agency. Wow. Dude, I love that. Where where would we start if we want to give it a shot on our own as business owners? Where, where do you suggest anyone as a business starts? Yeah, you have to start by really understanding who your target audience is. Uh, the core of all marketing is knowing who you're trying to reach and understanding the pain points, emotional triggers that would cause them to want to reach out to you in the first place. So really by starting outlining a really detailed buyer persona, what do they look like? How old are they? Uh, are they gender specific? Uh, what are their interests? What are their hobbies? What are their emotional pain points or emotional desires? And then factoring that in with what it is that you offer, the services that you offer, the products that you offer, how can you combine those two together to develop a really solid content strategy, at least understanding what questions that they have. And we can get into some of the structure and stuff like that and how to develop a content strategy. But that is at its core of, of where you should start if you want to resonate with who you're trying to reach. So that's like a, that. that's a, you, well, that, go not a question. So that's a general question. That's a general answer, I say, to the question, which is which almost precedes precedes TikTok, right? And and when we talk about TikTok, we talk about the technology and we talk about how advanced it is, and you know that there's a learning curve to how to create a TikTok, especially for somebody who doesn't create a lot of videos. So, how does that tie in to when you're teaching somebody, or or maybe I'm getting ahead of us here, but you know, how does that play into this? Because we're talking about TikTok here. And a lot of times everybody knows how to open it and watch and scroll, but not a lot of people know what to do when it comes to hitting that little button, right? Right. So if let's roll with an, an exact example. So say you're a digital marketing agency owner, like I am, for instance, right? What does somebody want? They want more engagement, they want more sales, they want more awareness, right? So yep. a video that I did today, for instance, was about how to get more backlinks to your website. This is a specific want and need of a website owner or a business owner that wants to boost the domain authority of their website. I understand this because I have my buyer persona outlined specifically. So how I structure that video is by an opening hook, getting into the meat and uh, the meat of the video, immediately providing value, and then a closing call to action. So exactly how I structured this video was I opened it up by saying, here's a quick strategy to get more backlinks to your website. And then I show them a screen record of exactly how I would get more backlinks to a website, how to do research on competitors to get more website backlinks. That's the meat and potatoes of the video. And then my closing call to action is simply follow for more SEO tips. It's so, qualifying the audience there. I, I, see, I see here one big piece that agents 
and business owners miss. And that's understanding what they stand for before they go all in. Because you're already saying, follow me for more SEO tips. And I'm just using real estate agents here specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't ever hear a real estate agent say something along those lines because they're kind of all over the place, right? So uh, I think you're right. Let's let's identify who our target demographic is first and what's our message to the target demographic. So how do you help with that? Where do you where do you come in and say, hey guys, let's let's do this or let's do that? Do you outline that for us? Yeah. So I have a uh onboarding process that we typically do where I I will jump on a a coaching call with whoever that we work with and really define this buyer persona uh, as well as outline all of the offerings that the business owner has. And I'm going to cater this to uh, to real estate. We can roll with some examples here too. Um, But after we outline all of this detailed information, I then get to work. I do competitor research. I do hashtag research. I do trending video research, not just on TikTok, but across the web, as well as keyword research, because I have that SEO background. I really work that in to my TikTok strategy as well. And we start to craft video and we work together. So I I put together this entire content strategy for people that they can either do it themselves or if they you know, choose to hire us, we can jump on more coaching calls and take care of the editing and all of that stuff. But once I send them this entire content strategy that it has all of these videos uh, outlined, it's, it's really applying that same three-tiered structure, opening hook, value, call to action. So the for real estate agents specifically, right? What is, what is your goal? You wanna sell more homes, right? So you're trying to reach people that are in an emotional state that they're, maybe they're a first time homeowner and you really want to define this, right? You want to define like, okay, here's a bucket of content specifically for first time homeowners. Or do you want to target, like if you're an EXP uh, real estate agent, for instance, right? You're trying to target other real estate agents. You're trying to recruit other real estate agents, right? So, you know, talk about the benefits of switching from their brokerage over to EXP, right? And you can outline all of these, right? um, The multi-level approach of revenue sharing, uh, stock options, you know, these are all specific videos that you could create content on um, if you're trying to reach that specific person. Outline these different buckets of content, right? So homeowners, second-time homeowners, people looking for uh, properties they could flip recruiting other real estate agents over to EXP, right? These are all buckets of content that you could create. Churn them out, you know, apply that three structure approach, stay consistent with it, focus on the emotional needs of who you're trying to reach that fits that specific bucket, pay attention to what's working, trending, uh, and then we double down. So if we notice that, okay, this sector of videos is doing exceptionally better than these other videos, we're going to pivot our strategy a little bit and we're going to go after that, um, those videos that are performing a lot better so that you can build up that um, social proof faster in addition. That was a long-winded answer, but hopefully we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> Dude, no, that that's good. Jeff, do you have any? Because I have a few questions. Go ahead. All right, good. So Austin, when it comes to 
you doing, let, let's say you go full on with a business and you're taking care of creating or helping them outline the content and, and helping them along the way. What have you seen? Because I've watched your videos, by the way, follow them on TikTok. It's, is it Social Tea Pro, right? Yes. All right, perfect. And you've got like almost 300,000 followers. So follow him there. But when I'm watching you, you also sometimes say, hey, we did this for a client and they had, and then you show what, what's happened. What has been some of the most, the, some of the best examples of using your tactics for some of these clients that have just gone through the roof and be like, holy cow, this worked way better than we thought. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So one of our, uh, our most recent clients, we've been working with him for about 35, 36 days now. So we're, we're just into the second month with him. He hit 44,000 followers this morning. This is a brand new account. Um, I think we've done th- about 2.9 million views from this. He's a therapist uh, in private practice. Yeah. I feel like so, I'm a therapist sometimes, Jeff. All the time. <laughs> all the time. But this is, you know, as, as we talked about, this is, this is what we did. We, we outlined as a therapist, there's a lot of different expertises that he has, right? He's a marriage and family uh, therapist. So he focuses on couples. He's also an LGBTQ affirming therapist. So he has expertise in that and focuses on that, but he's also a narcissism expert. And we outlined all of these um, these buckets, buckets of content. If you don't know, narcissists and narcissism oriented content is like through the roof. You have like TV shows like you out there, which is like the perfect uh, portrayal of a narcissist on television right now. But a lot of people are struggling with this. And there's a lot of trending videos. Nonetheless, we noticed pretty quickly, okay, the relationship coaching videos aren't picking up that well. The LGBT affirming therapy videos aren't doing that well either. As soon as we started to do some narcissism videos, woo, through the roof. So we pivoted and we went all in on narcissism. One video did, it's at 1.2 million views. We've had several other videos get hundreds of thousands of views, tens of thousands of shares. Dude did a million views this week. He is growing like crazy. That's a perfect example. 30, 35, 36 days in, 44,000 followers. Phenomenal results. Better than I could ever promise anybody. But Austin. It's, yeah. When are you going to start working with Jeff and myself? That's all I want to know. You got my cell now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff. I, actually, I, I want to de- I want de- de- uh, deflect or, or what the hell I want word I'm going to use here is is shift um, and and talk about this narcissism narcissism thing. Aren't we all narcissists? I mean, at the end of the day, like that word is so taboo. It's set such a negative connotation. But the reality is, if you're a self promoter, by most standards, you're a narcissist, which is bullshit. You're a self promoter. You're marketing, right? Uh, I, that's probably why it's doing so well and why so many people struggle with narcissism or self-promotion because they don't want to be deemed a narcissist. I mean, not to go down that rabbit hole, but. No, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, I think a lot of his content has specifically been about narcissism in families. Um, and there is a clinical definition of narcissism, but 
but you're not right or you're not wrong I, and maybe vain is the more appropriate word right like mm-hmm. i take pride in in my work and and uh because i've had all this success yeah like i'm you know it's boosting my ego for sure i don't know if i'd call myself a narcissist or not though <laughs> i like I, I actually did a video on that um probably a year and a half ago just on, on that same topic so it's funny you said that i might have to go pull that one out mm. um that's good. I, I like sure, that. So, yeah. so let's, how about another example? Because I think, you know, a lot of our audience, you know, the, it's so drunk on social. I mean, you, you know what it's about. You've, you've done your homework on us and, and you're a part of the group now and I see you engaging. Thank you for that. Um, Absolutely. but, but when it comes to, when it comes to our audience, I'd say probably 80% is still real estate just because of Tristan and my background. So when it comes to a realtor like that, I feel like they're when when they're listening to you right now and they're thinking to themselves, how do I define that for myself? You know, whereas you you took these different topics, which are very distinct, distinctly different. I think one of the advantages a therapist has is that there's probably not a lot of therapists on TikTok doing this, right? So when when you're new to anything, you have a big advantage. It's the reason why I have, and I don't have a fraction of the followers, but it's the reason why I was able to blow up fast. Just because I was yeah. new, I was early adopter, I was in early. Uh, but at the same token, I think as a realtor, I'm thinking to myself, all right, you know, my target is buyers and sellers, maybe geographic, geographically located. And I'm a specialist in buying and selling homes and running comps and blah, blah, right? We're all the same. So how do they differentiate or define this for their business or for their TikTok or any social media strategy? Yeah, great, great point. And it, it's still early. That's the important thing here. You know, we're two and a half years into TikTok, right? YouTube's been around for 16 years already. Instagram's been around for 12 or 13 years. So it is still early. I don't care when you're listening to this. If you listen to this five years from now, it's still early. <laughs> Unless there's a new platform out. Nonetheless, <laughs> how you... <laughs> <laughs> Clubhouse uh, kind of fizzled away already. Dude, so there's nothing 100%. really on. There's nothing really on the horizon right now. So it's still TikTok's still the new kid on the block. Nonetheless, how you differentiate is first of all being active, being consistent because there's there are more and more real estate agents jumping onto TikTok every day, but not in your area. There's so many everywhere throughout the country it's not as saturated as you might think, right? You're only going to be licensed in, in your individual state, right? To help get people, uh, help sell homes in that particular area. That is your unique opportunity. So there's uh, specific content that does really well in the real estate space. And I've studied this a lot. Um, there's a lot of great agents that are doing like, this is what X amount of money will get you in this area, right? This is what $500,000 will get you in Dallas, Texas, right? You can apply that strategy to wherever you're at uh, and just do a simple house tour. Open Your opening hook is here's what $500,000 can get you in Dallas, Texas. And then you do a, an awesome house tour showing, you know, all of the luxury features because Dallas is so much more affordable than, uh, than in Malibu, right? Tristan, you can't get... Uh, 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 anything for 500,000 in, uh, in Southern California. Not in Malibu. The least expensive home is like 800,000 for a condo. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, 
but doing so that's one individual video that you can do over and over again you can also provide uh, and build that trust by talking to your audience that's maybe their first time homeowners and if that's the bucket or that's the uh group of people that you want to reach what do they want to know that's going to help them get that first home i just bought my first house uh about three months ago now and my real estate agent helped us with a lot of things. Like, how do we get that offer? I had no idea to add a, an escalation clause. Um, I had no idea to, to do a, uh, a walk and talk with, um, uh, with a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, inspection, uh, a walk and talk inspection rather than a full on inspection work that into the contract. These are things that my real estate agent told me that I had no idea about before. These are tips that got us the house on our first offer. Other things to look for. Um, and then go into content about your specific area. Talk about you know, why this area is beautiful, why people should move to the area, the best parks to take their kids, the best restaurants or nightclubs that you can take a date the best concert venues that you can go for fun, you know, things about the area. These are all things that you can do as a real estate agent to differentiate yourself on TikTok and really apply this strategy across the board. It doesn't matter what platform that you're working on. You can do this for YouTube. You can do this for SEO on your website. You can apply that strategy across the board. So we, we, we talk about this. Real, sorry, Tristan, real quick. We, we This is a YouTube strategy through and through, and this is not new. And we've been talking about, you know, that that's, that's really the best target on YouTube is a geo-targeted, uh, I, I don't even know if it's a page necessarily or, or it's a... Um, uh, one of the, one of the buy, what do you call them? I'm having a brain fart on YouTube, a YouTube channel, not a channel, but the, um, a playlist, right? Playlist. A playlist. And, and you go very, go hyper-specific on certain things in a community that people are going to be, it's going to be SEO, right? It's going to be Google, Google Absolutely. searched. So Absolutely. in other words, this is a lot simpler than a lot of people realize. And, and, and that right there is probably not, is probably way underutilized on TikTok. So Oh, is yeah. this something that, because TikTok is very, very short form. Uh, you know, I, it's, I know it goes to three minutes now and they say they're going to five because they're clearly competing with YouTube. But the reality is YouTube's a short form content platform. Same to me, in my opinion, so is Instagram, so is Facebook. You want to keep your videos shorter because the people that are there are there in that moment, their attention spans are shorter versus when they go to YouTube and psychologically they're ready to watch a 10 minute video. Right? So do you do one of two things? Do you create the YouTube channel playlist, whatever about this, and then chop it up into micro content and post seven videos from one to TikTok and then direct them back to YouTube? Or what is the strategy? Or do you just go into TikTok and create a series of short form videos about the topic, which is hard for people because, you know, it takes forever to get them in front of the camera. And then they get in front of the camera. And they don't shut the hell up. They just blabber on, right? So how do you get them to do that? Or what's the most effective strategy to do so? And then Tristan, you jump back in with your question. Yeah, let me answer that. Then we can get to Tristan's questions. Uh, we start TikTok first. So, <clears throat> so we structure our, our content short form vertical video. I have a production team out in Orange County, California. So a couple of our clients, uh, we actually send somebody out there to record it, 
Um, and then we edit it and all of that stuff. But a couple of my clients are nationwide as well. And for that, I jump on a Zoom call with them. And literally, we do multiple takes while somebody's holding the phone and, and recording them. And I say, no, let's do this a little bit better. Let's, let's you know, condense that hook. Let's you know, work on it a little bit better. But we take that content first. We publish it on, on TikTok. Uh, because I find the TikTok video editor much more intuitive than Reels and, and YouTube Shorts. That's just me. I'm more it comfortable, is. and that's how I've trained my team to do it—to add, you know, titles and all that stuff. So we we go TikTok first, and then we leverage uh, a website called SnapTik.app uh, and reper and download that video watermark free, and then we repurpose it across Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, Pinterest as idea pins. We post them on LinkedIn. I, we post them on Twitter. We post them on Google My Business pages. We post them everywhere across the internet. Now, if we're also doing a YouTube strategy, that's separate. We do that in addition. So we will do longer form YouTube. Um, I love that in the industry, they're, they're now called shorts versus longs. Um, I don't know if you've heard that before. A long is just like a regular YouTube mm -hmm. video you know, and, and shorts are, you know, short form vertical. So we'll do that in addition. And um, because there's viral nature to YouTube shorts, uh, we're, we're using that as sort of fuel on the fire to expedite the growth process of, of YouTube, which can, you know, be a marathon as opposed to a, a never ending sprint on TikTok. Can can you repeat that site where you, where you D watermark the TikToks. And now I want to quickly ask you that. I'm, I'm just stealing all of Tristan's time. So go ahead. First, give me that site again in, make yes. sure you put this in the show notes. It's snaptick.app, S-N-A-P-T-I-K.app. It's that. free to use, free to use. Now we debate this all the time. So now we're, I'm totally shifting us again. Uh, so Tristan, keep holding your thoughts. We debate whether or not removing the watermark really matters. Um, and I know that they've, the Instagram themselves have said, but the truth is, and Austin, I'm, you're going to get my, you're going to get my little, my little preacher. My, I'm going to stand on the preacher pulpit here. It, my opinion is this, that uh, first of all, I think that's a bunch of malarkey because because I've had TikToks on Instagram perform really well and I've had some flop and that also happens on TikTok. It doesn't matter what platform it is, right? But the, the whole premise behind every social app is that they want the user to stay on the app. So in theory, I'm doing Instagram a favor if I'm posting a TikTok with a watermark because I'm now saying, hey, Instagram user, you don't have to go to TikTok now. You don't have to leave Instagram. I'm bringing my TikToks to you so you can stay here on this platform where they want you to stay anyway. And I feel like why would any platform in there, why would they, why would they suppress it when I'm doing the app a favor in the first place, right? And so I partially laziness, partially because I just want to try to prove it wrong. I post my TikToks with the watermark. So give us your take on that. Cause we've talked about this in Agnosium. I mean, Tristan and I have debated this for shit, probably six months or more. Yeah. So I, I think right now it, it sort of is the wild, wild west. And I think the reason why Instagram and YouTube have said they don't want watermarked content is that's the direction that they're moving in, even if it's not factual right now. So I'm doing that extra step from a preventative measure that eventually if they, you know, switch, they 
add a, a section to their algorithm code that says all watermarked content is going to stop being surfaced. I don't want my analytics to drop off the face of the earth, right? right? Uh, because it could happen at any time. That is my opinion. Um, my own anecdotal evidence uh, of, you know, we've had a lot of success on all of these platforms, repurposing content, removing the watermarks. Um, that's why I think, you know, and I see a lot of success with tons of videos on everywhere with that TikTok watermark. So I think it's okay to do it right now. I think it's fine to get away with it, even though, you know, the, the Instagram creators app will say we purposely de, you know, de show, um, or de-incentivize content that has the watermark. I don't think that's necessarily the case right now, but it certainly could be. And I think it's the direction that they're moving in because they've vocalized it. Fair enough. Tristan, take it away. You know, I, I love that. One of the tactics we used, because you you told us to, through not directly <laughs> through your TikTok channel, you, you said, hey, look what I'm doing on Pinterest. We're just oh, yeah. repurposing. Remember that one? So I was like, oh, damn, yeah. that's a fucking good idea. So I sent that over to our VA and uh, Jeff, I sent it to, to June. And and then she just immediately implemented it. And now all of a sudden we have, what is it? I'll tell you right now, dude, just on, I don't even use Pinterest, but we have 8,000 impressions over the last 30 days, <laughs> which was zero before that, because I don't even use Pinterest. It's amazing. It's but amazing that was all from your tactic, dude. So I love that. Tell us what that <laughs> tactic is so that people understand what that is, even if they don't use Pinterest, listen up. Yeah. So Pinterest, uh, if anyone is not familiar with it, or if you heard about it 15 years ago um, and, are, and are just hearing it again for the first time is a, a, a visual search engine is how I like to, to put it. It's sort of um, like a combination between Instagram and Google search results. People will search for specific things and then save them to their boards for later. That's really the entire purpose uh, of Pinterest. It's a fantastic traffic driving tool uh, for regular pins. Basically, you can, um, uh, I, I love it as a blog strategy because you create an image uh, around a search term and then that will link specifically to the blog. So it's a great traffic driver, but nonetheless, Pinterest idea pins are a newer feature that was released less than a year ago. It's sort of like their stories, uh, like Instagram stories or Snapchat, et cetera, but it has a little bit longer of a shelf life, seven to 10 days, depending on how well that video performs. If it performs really well, it continues to surface it in front of more people. Now, it's important to note that you can get massive impressions and shares on, on all of these, but there's not going, they don't directly drive traffic. So it's an indirect uh, strategy that I'll, I'll get into. But simply by repurposing them, I'm at 460,000 uh, monthly impressions on my videos right now, uh, just from repurposing my videos. Now, I've gotten a lot of, you know, complaints about uh, on, on my, on those TikTok videos that, yeah, you know, there's impressions, but you know, it's not click, it's not clicking. Don't underestimate 400 or 8,000 people, thousands of people seeing your face. That is psychological brand recognition yes. that is going to stack 
upon everything. So when you are omni-channel present, when you have a repurposing strategy everywhere, it doesn't matter what platform they're on. Eventually, when they're ready to buy from you, it's going to click. And I want to stay top of mind everywhere. That is my intention there. So 460,000 people this month saw my face. When they go anywhere else, they're going to see my face again and again and again. And they come across me on TikTok. They come across me on Instagram. They come across me on YouTube. They're saying, this guy's doing something right. I want him to do what he did for himself for me. Well, can can you touch on that for a second? You mentioned that people have an objection, like the, oh, the impression doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah expand on that a little bit because I, I, I agree with you 1 million percent and I want to hit that home and they can hear it from somebody other than us. Yeah. So uh, how Pinterest idea pins work is you upload your, your vertical video. It's a short form vertical video on there. You set a title, you set a little description, and then you add some tags. I like to add four to six tags. And then what this does is it will share that video in front of the target audience that are interested in that subject matter that are searching for something uh, or that are, you know, in the interest group of that tag. Uh, And they see it, they can save it for later, they can take action on it, but um, they can't click on it. They can't, you know, click on that video and go to another URL or anything like that. It's just an ephemeral story that, you know, you can watch and then it disappears when its lifespan is over unless you save it. that's that's how it works. I use it both from a, a uh, top of mind perspective, as I was saying, but also to fuel my account. So it drives followers. So it's I've gained uh, several hundred new Pinterest followers just from posting that out because it's a cold audience. Those people that follow me then see, and a portion of the people that just regularly see it, even if they don't follow me, they look at my Pinterest profile And a percentage of those people are going to click on my actual clickable pins. So that on the back end is driving website traffic to my opt-ins, to my website, to my YouTube videos, Mm. all of this other strategies. You can have a link in your bio on Pinterest as well, which I do. Um, Right now I have it switched to my YouTube channel because I'm trying to promote my YouTube channel, but Uh, The last couple of weeks, I had it to my TikTok. So I was just pulling people from Pinterest over to my TikTok profile via that link in the bio. So there's a lot of different things that you can leverage it. It's a little extra work. You know, business owners, we're all busy, right? Um, So you have to pick and choose where you put your effort into. There's a lot, like I did a video the other day. Um, I duetted somebody, but I think she got the strategy from me anyway, <laughs> uh, of taking one TikTok video and repurposing Sorry. it in nine different ways across nine different channels. And I duetted it by showing literally me doing it on every single channel, right? That's a lot of work for a business owner, right? So you have to pick and choose where to put your effort. But this is another platform that has massive reach opportunity right now by doing minimal extra work of just leveraging and repurposing that, that single short form vertical video. Austin, do you have any other people on TikTok that you follow that you say, Hey, you know what? These are good people to follow to, to learn from or to watch. Yeah. I mean, I follow a lot of, there's a lot of great um, TikTok experts out there. Rachel Peterson is, is phenomenal. Um, I really like uh, uh, Josh, uh, the ginger marketer, this you know long-haired, red-headed guy. 
uh, fun, fun lost. guy. Um, Wave Wild is is great. Uh, Kenya Kelly, I just got. Are, uh, are any of these your friends, close friends? Um, we're it's a small marketing community. I'd probably say I'm closest with Josh Ginger Marketer. We've been connected really early on before that guy even went all in on on TikTok. Uh, he's been really cool. He's sort of a TikTok like features and um, and tutorials type of guy, like how to duet on TikTok, how to use this specific feature on TikTok. Those are some of the people that I actively watch. Uh, Megan Marshall, I like well. He's definitely a, an interesting guy, <laughs> dude. I like that guy. Which guy? He's hey. fun. He's quirky. He's got his thing, and it works really well for him. Dude blew up. He's at seven hundred thousand followers. What's right? his name? Jeff. Jeff should get a wig and some glasses. And uh, ah, I mean, dude, so funny. Jeff, you could so duet the ginger marketer. <laughs> ginger marketer, yeah. That, that, really that, funny. Yeah. Being being the opposite of that. No, no, no. You should try. <laughs> you should try to look like him. This will be the best. Dude, check him out, bro. You'll like to. him. He's I'm going to. Legit and funny. He's good. He's a great guy. Dude, I, I love that, man. So I see you also trying to grow your YouTube channel. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's awesome that you're growing everything, right? And I think it's all stemming from that growth on TikTok and it's helping you grow everything else. When it comes to YouTube, what strategy would you say business owners can use to grow that? Because I find that that's, that might be the most challenging social outlet to grow or maybe it's just jeff and i who suck at it but dude austin tell me what's going on yeah youtube's more of a of a marathon um so i i approach it in two different ways if you focus on seo and long tail keyword research and questions and whatnot it's going to have a consistent upward graph over time as long as you're consistent with it so that's sort of the consistency that I like to create. Like, you know, if we're, if we're doing one video a week or two videos a week or something like that, I like to do at least one, one to two videos a month on that SEO strategy, because I know that over time, these are going to consistently build and consistently fuel the channel, turn into long uh, watch duration, which will help you get to that uh, 4,000 hours of watch time faster because there's, a, there's an intent behind that video, right? But it's not the fastest way to grow. Uh, it's mm -hmm. sort of slow. Uh, it takes a while. Like you can put a year or two years plus of, of work for it to really blossom. Um, if you want to grow faster, you have to differentiate yourself from, from, some, from the, some of the other creators out there. So, you know, paying attention to tent poles and trends um, you know, if there's a latest, you know, thing in the news, like you guys had mentioned before, you know, just today, the, the whole Jack Dorsey stepping down from Twitter thing, those who got that video out, those videos are going to be trending. Those videos are going to be doing ex exceptionally well because everybody's looking for that right now. Right. Um, so, you know, paying attention to those trends, leveraging tools like vidIQ uh, and TubeBuddy are also phenomenal as well uh, because what you can do is you can look at competitor channels trending videos and model those videos not directly copy of course but model the success of other trending videos and either add your own two cents onto it or better yet build upon it 
because what you're going to do then is get into that suggested video feed over time. And mo the majority of YouTube videos come from suggested, which is when you're watching a video, it's, you know, what they show you next because they want to keep you on the platform. So that's how you get on there is creating consistent, relevant videos to both your own videos and other people's videos mm -hmm. um, and browse, uh, which is uh, primarily the homepage is where you want this to come from. And that yeah. comes from uh, training YouTube to understand who your audience is, who's interested in your videos, uh, developing an audience set of who watches your videos the longest period of time so that mm. they can expand a, a lookalike audience and show it on the homepage of other people. So it's Got really it. a combination of, of consistency with the SEO approach, leveraging trending topics and, and uh, tent poles, which are just like, you know, like Thanksgiving, right? Or Black Friday. These are, these are tent poles that, you know, dies for the, you know, the year. And then it comes trending again, right? Um, and uh, and just training the algorithm to know who you're trying to reach, being real consistent with your messaging, uh, so that YouTube knows who you're trying to reach, and sticking with it. All right, I like. I, I find that it's a, with YouTube the biggest challenge is the consistency. Yeah. I like everything else, but I just find it more with YouTube because. I find that the longer form content is tougher for business owners. It's yeah. so much shorter just to pick up a TikTok, bro, and just do it. Like you do such a great job where we overthink it, but your videos just, I, I think you just grab your phone, you just turn it around, you share your screen and boom, it's done. And you have a few thousand views. And I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> right that's a muscle that takes time like i've posted over 1500 videos uh on tiktok personally uh, just on my account over the past two and a half years or, or however long i've been on there now um that i have that structure down right it's that it's that same it's the same structure over and over and over again you know i built that muscle up opening hook value closing call to action and i do it three to five times a day at almost every single day uh, I've missed a couple of days here and there, but you know, if you, you do the math there, two and a half years, 1500 videos, it's a lot of consistency. What's your goal for videos a day? Do you have one? Do you shoot for something? I I'd like to get three out a day. All right. And, personally. And, you, and I, and I don't, I don't force any, I'm, I'm not telling you or anybody that's listening that you have to post three a day to be successful for a lot of people that's overwhelming and impossible. That's just what works for me. <laughs> Jeff and I, we tried that. Well, we did. That we fun. did it for a month. We, we did, did. We did a hundred TikToks in September. Yeah. And that was amazing. Austin, question, because Jeff and I, as much as we love each other, we differ on one thing here. He's, he's very, he's wild west. You know, he just shoots and goes. And I'm like, ah, oh, I overthink everything. Okay. I'm like still thinking about something I was supposed to do last month. And I'm like planning it out and everything. So how do you do it? Just, I mean, it doesn't matter, but just so I know if I'm right or just right, that's all. That's the only reason. I don't think there's, there is no right or wrong. Here. <laughs> I know there is no there right. There is no, well, that's, that's the secret. There, there is no right and wrong. It's what works best for you. I just and want what to works best Jeff with your answer. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> so here's my there's advice no for every, here's my advice for every business owner that we take on. We fail faster at first and we focus on quantity at first so that we know what to double down on later. So we, we sprint at the beginning 
and then we slow it down uh, and focus more on quality. But when we're getting started, you know, like going back to the therapist uh, content, we posted a lot of videos at the beginning to find out that the narcissism content works best. And then we slow down. And for him, we post about one a day. So with that, do you plan that out or do you just say, hey, dude, just shoot whatever the hell you think is good? Or do you actually plan it out? No, no, we structure everything. So I have that initial. I win, Jeff. Screw you. I win. I'm joking. I'm just joking, Austin. I'm just joking. I'm going to step out and I'm going to let you two fight. (laughs) The funny thing is I'm the one who actually scripts almost everything I shoot anymore. I know. I'm just messing with you. Mm-hmm. I, just I, like try, with I try to time. get Tristan to do this, Austin. Like when I have, I an can't idea, script with shit. Okay. When I have an idea now, it's like instead of riffing, and it was TikTok that caused this. It was TikTok that I was like, I, I found myself, and this was this was pre three minutes, so I only had that sixty seconds, and I found myself not being able to squeeze it in, and so then I started to script it, and I found it is actually way easier to just spend ten minutes scripting one-liners, shoot it however you want, either put it into a v, uh, into a, a transcriber or do it one line at a time. Stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, right? And I, I ended up saving myself so much time and now I create so much more efficient content because I plan it rather than just riffing. I don't riff job, very man. often anymore. Well, you do a very, very good job with that, buddy. No, you're uh, just kissing think- my ass now because you were being mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you're what you're talking jealous. about. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Austin, you have an award behind you. Dark Horse Society. Tell us I about do. that. Yeah, this was uh, given to me uh, one of five inaugural people at uh, Video Marketing World this year. It's... Uh, $250,000 uh, from video marketing in the past year. That's what they, uh, they gave it to me for. So uh, yeah, it's an honor to, uh, to have been given this. This is their version of like the uh, ClickFunnels 3 comic club. Uh, but business has been very good and it all comes from TikTok. Dude, what, what, is the, what is the event name for that? Video Marketing World. It's in uh, Dallas, Texas. Video marketing world. Got it. Oh, really cool it. conference. I like it, dude. Thank you. Thank oh, you, you have the website pull up. Click on the click on their little dark horse tab up there. All right. Let's see here. Video marketing dot world conference. All right. There it is. Go there. What they um, made me the, uh, the little spokesperson for the. Let me share my screen for those that are tuning <laughs> in on. Oh, Judy YouTube. Fox. Yeah. I see Judy Fox in the picture. All right. Yep. Yep. All right. Scroll. Uh, yeah. Go up to the top, top of the website and then, okay. uh, yeah. Click on that. Become a dark horse. Okay, I want to become a dark horse, Jeff. Oh, look at you. Buddy. Hey, oh, <laughs> love that. You're on the top. I like this. Scroll down again. Shout out to Scott Simpson there. There I am again. Scott, Sim- Scott Simpson run this dark horse event. He's the, uh, he's the CEO of uh, Video Marketing World. So that's that's him, uh, if you scroll down a little bit. Me right here. This guy. Yeah, yeah, there he is. The Scott Simpson. Shout out, brother. I love that. <laughs> I like that, man. This very, very cool. Really digging that, man. Austin, Jeff, I, I have a ton more questions, but I want to bring him on for, for our TikTok event next year. So I'm going to save. I'm going to save those. For that, Austin, if you know anybody who wants to come on, we'll, we'll ha- we're going to have London Lazarson, who you know. Uh, we're going to have you, since you already said okay right now. <laughs> That's how I'm we in. got you. 
and, I'm in. and <laughs> we're probably going to have a few other people on as well. So anybody yeah, tell me more. We'll, we'll chat more about the event. Uh, I'll send you a ton of recommendations. Yeah, Thanks, let's uh, let's tease that date real fast before we wrap up. That's how we'll end this. Uh, let me go look on my calendar unless N wants to put it in there sooner. Uh, we have it earmarked for the 25th of January. So that's Tuesday. And that's like a four-ish hour event. We did one, uh, Austin, in August. And it was killer. Uh, Tristan, the guest. we had So London was a guest. Um, uh, Rory Vaden, who's a huge name uh, in the branding world. Um, who else do we have on there, Tristan? D-Rock. Um, we had D -Rock. Oh, yeah, D-Rock. Gary V's uh, oh, nice. know, content yeah, yeah. creator. Super cool. Um, Judy Fox. Judy Fox. Uh, we had her talk about yep. LinkedIn. So Judy's a beast She's in that amazing. world. And then um, Brendan Kane. Brendan Kane. Brendan Kane. You know, I don't yeah. know if you know Brendan Kane. A million followers in 30 days. That, yeah, that He wrote book. that book. Yeah. Yeah, he actually he actually has yeah. managed social media for um, who is it Taylor Swift and a bunch of other people. He's uh, yeah, we had some really cool people. So we're we're gonna do our yeah. second event. It's a free event. Uh, it's it's a virtual event. Uh, last time we broke the internet, there was that we broke Zoom. We couldn't uh, yeah. we we maxed it out. We couldn't get any more people on. Um, so yeah, it should be really good. And I think we're we're actually gonna pivot and make it very all TikTok related. So. Um, we'll, uh, we'll stop this podcast recording and we'll talk off air. Austin, thank you for being on. You'll definitely be on again. We'll make you a regular guest. This is fun. There's a lot to talk about, man. Thanks for listening to Drunk on Social, the symposium. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated.